Hello everyone. My name is Stephen Hoffman and I am a proud Luritja and Wara man who was born and raised on Larrakia country. I have strong ties to the Larrakia land and the Larrakia people. On behalf of the Back Row podcast, I want to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which this podcast has been recorded on both the Rawadiri country in Nam and the Larrakia country in Garamilla. And I would like to pay my respects to both elders past, present and emerging, for they hold the memories, knowledge and traditions of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Welcome to The Back Row, the podcast for Australia's youth where we explore education beyond the classroom and dive into the life lessons that matter most. Here at The Back Row, we believe that education goes far beyond the four walls of a classroom and that every young person deserves the chance to reach their full potential. No boring lectures here, just real talk and practical advice that you can use to shape your future. Each week, we'll bring you stories to help navigate the challenges of growing up and to make the most of your unique skills and abilities. So, wherever you're listening, this is The Back Row. One, two, three, four. Hi, this is our first episode. So, we should probably introduce ourselves. My name is Sky Hughes and I am a teacher and program facilitator and I'm joined by my best friend and the biggest Taylor Swift fan I've ever met, Amanda Marshall. Hi! Surprise! I am also a teacher and program facilitator. It is so exciting to be joining your ears for our first episode of The Back Row. Now, Amanda, what listeners might not know is that we are currently on opposite sides of the country. So you might have noticed from our beautiful acknowledgement of country at the start, I'm joining your ears from Nam in Melbourne. And Amanda, where are you? I am joining your ears from Larrakia country in Darwin. I can't say it's the same as the big smoke down there, but I spend a lot of my time working with remote Indigenous communities in the Northern Territory. So right now, this is home for me. It's probably important to start with a little bit about what you can expect from tuning in each week. Every week, we are going to break down a topic or life lesson, something that maybe isn't explored in a way it should be or could be within the four walls of the classroom. You'll be hearing from the two of us alongside several guest speakers across the season to chat to you about all things life lessons. And today we're actually going to be talking about one of the biggest challenges of being a teenager and an adult for that matter, making choices. So things like from the clothes we wear to the people we hang out with, every decision we make shapes who we are and where we're going in life. But with so many options and so much pressure, how do we know what the right choice is? At some point or another, we all have to make choices, right? (laughs) Or avoid making choices. (laughs) Or get frustrated by making choices. And ultimately come to the conclusion that choices aren't going anywhere. They are here to stay. That's true. We can't go under it. We can't go over it. So we need to muddle our way through it. That takes me back. To primary school hearing that Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So Sky, we've started here because both have realized that choices are really a foundational part of our lives. I think we'll build on this in the coming episode, so it seems a good place to start. 
What was the last choice you made in your life, Sky? Are we talking little choices or like big life choices? Oh, so true. So there's little inconsequential choices, right? Like Coke or Pepsi. Then there's larger, more impactful choices, like choosing year 11 subjects. Why don't you give me one little choice and one big choice that you've made recently? Okay, uh, little choice, what to cook for dinner tonight. And my last mm-hmm. big choice was actually choosing to start this podcast. No. <laughs> what about you? Um, little choice, skipping gym or not this morning. But I did a big legs day on Friday and can barely walk upstairs. So I chose to skip. <laughs> uh, big choice, discussing with my fiance what our potential wedding date could be. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about that. And I just need you to hurry up and lock in a date so that we can start planning. Oh, my gosh. So excited. But also quite slightly off topic. So let's get back to choices. How do we make them? There's obviously a difference between the little ones and the big ones. The little ones feel simpler, lighter, easier, because there's very few consequences attached to them, right? I mean, I don't know if I totally agree. I did buy almond milk instead of soy milk the other day, and it actually ruined my morning coffee. Almond milk goes so lumpy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. First of all, I love almond milk, so that is not a bad choice at all. I think that's an excellent choice. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Moving on. Get it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. First of all, you didn't get cow milk in either of those scenarios, so that joke doesn't really work. Um, But genuinely moving on. Seriously, that's a little choice though, right? The consequence was that you had lumpy coffee. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's not exactly life-changing. True, that was a little choice. So how do we make the big choices? Let's talk about that. So these are the ones that are harder. So things like which subjects to choose in school or whether to try out for a sports team or whether to confront or talk to a friend about an issue that you might be having. I'm sure that all of us can think of a big choice that is maybe approaching or one that we've made or one that we know we have to make in the future. So how do we choose what the right choice is for us? Well, I think my favourite way of looking at choices is through the lens of what's most important to you. Yeah, right. So we're talking about values here. Absolutely. We know that when we make choices that are aligned with our values, we are going to feel more in control and much happier with the outcome, knowing the choice matches up with who we are as a person and what is most important to us. I think this is actually a really important point to talk about. So I guess what you're saying is like, it's important to make sure that our choices are right for us and that we're not making them to please other people or to fit in with other people. And like, I know that when I was in high school, this is something that I really felt all the time. I actually remember that um, this just made me think of a story, but there was a guy that used to live down the road from me. And I remember that I was invited to his 17th birthday party. And obviously that's a pretty big deal. Um, And I knew knew that if I had asked my mom, I probably wouldn't be allowed to go because there were going to be no parents at the party. So what I actually did was I waited until everyone was asleep in my house and I'd set an alarm and um, I actually snuck out. So I know. So I walked to the party because it was pretty close by and I had a pretty okay time. 
Um, I snuck back home and no one, no one was any the wiser. But the next day I felt a bit sick about the choice that I'd made. I felt that I'd really gone against my values and what was important to me. So when I saw my mum in the kitchen the next morning, I remember seeing her and just having like all this guilt hanging over my head and actually telling her like I came clean and I just said, hey, mum, like I have to tell you, like I snuck out last night and I went to this party um, and yeah, I had to come clean. And so still to this day, my mum doesn't believe me. I just remember her saying something in the moment like, oh, Sky, that's so funny. You wouldn't do something like that. Oh my gosh, she still doesn't believe that you did it. No, still doesn't believe me. (laughs) That is so funny. Imagine coming clean and your mum not believing it. I know. (laughs) But the point is, is you realigned with your values and you did come clean, right? And whether she believed it or not, did that help you feel better about the situation? Oh, absolutely. I just felt like this huge weight lifted off my shoulders. (laughs) I mean, I'm still trying to convince her every time we hang out. I'm like, mom, I actually did do that. (laughs) But I did feel, I did feel like a sense of relief because I felt that I had kind of taken responsibility for the decision that I'd made. And I was still living in alignment with my values because I value honesty and communication. That's so interesting that you say you felt this weight lift when you made that choice to realign with your values. So you knew it was a bad choice or a poor choice because you felt bad about it, right? And then when you owned your choice, you felt relief. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the feelings we experience in response to the choices we make are kind of like guidance posts for whether they're aligned with our values and who we want to be, right? Yeah. So practically, how does this work? So I'm just thinking about our listeners. If people are listening and they're thinking like, okay, well, that's all well and good, but how do we actually make a choice? Like we probably know when we make bad choices, but how do we make a choice to begin with? Well, I think one strategy is exactly what we just mentioned which is referencing how we feel in response to a choice and using those feelings as guidance posts so one strategy is to play out the scenario of the different options and when you do this closely monitor or notice how you feel so let's play with this and let's go with an example let's take the scenario of applying for a leadership position at school whether that's like a sports captain or class captain or school captain or sustainability captain, yeah, planet, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you are trying to make the choice of whether or not to apply. All right, so let's go with option one, which is not to apply. How would I play out this scenario? Well, visualise yourself in your mind's eye. Visualise that it's, it's the day of the speeches, you haven't applied and you're watching everyone else give their speeches and make their case to their year level or to the school and ask yourself, how does that feel? Do you feel a sense of disappointment or regret and wish you could have been up there? That's probably a sign that you could have applied. Yeah, right. And so then with option two, so the option two obviously is that you do apply. I guess then we ask ourselves, how does that feel? Yeah. And so once again, visualize that scenario. When you're visualizing yourself on the day, you might feel a sense of excitement or even a rush of nerves. This is completely normal and nerves are natural and can be a sign that something is important to you. If you feel this way, visualizing yourself giving the speech, then it's absolutely a sign to apply. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And 
And I know for me, nerves are sometimes just a signal, right? So they're just another guidance post like you were talking about before. And there are guidance posts that maybe we're stepping out of our comfort zone. We're stepping into new territory. And this isn't a bad thing. It's actually something that's really, really good for our growth, even if it's not comfortable. It helps us to build resilience and to move forward in our life. But it's completely normal to to be nervous. That's just so normal. Oh, absolutely. You know, we all have that when we're entering new territory, but that isn't necessarily a sign not to enter. It's sometimes the a little niggling feeling, as you said in a guidance post, that's saying, go here, this is growth, this is expansion, this is excitement. I love this strategy of visualizing and noticing those feelings as guidance posts because I feel like we're so busy in life. We're constantly consuming information and being absorbed by social media. I know I'm a big fan of the scroll in every little gap. (sighs) And so we don't often take the time to tune in with how we feel about different situations or scenarios. Yeah. And, and like at the end of the day, like this is our life. So noticing how we feel about the different choices that we're making, it's super empowering, like being that in tune with ourselves, what we value, what we want. There's no one else that can do that for us. Like we know ourselves and our listeners know themselves better than anyone else does. Absolutely. We're in the best and the only really seat to notice those feelings and make choices aligned with who we are. Yeah. And it's not, and I guess it's important to say, like, it's it's not always about making the right, like, quote, unquote, right choice. So if we pressure ourselves like that, then we're going to avoid growth. We all make poor choices sometimes. I think that's really important to know. Mm-hmm. Like, we make, we make poor choices that maybe don't serve us when we're kids, in teenagehood, in adulthood. And we know if we've made a poor choice because we feel pretty crummy in response to it, just like I did when I snuck out. And I guess what makes the difference is what we do in response to this quote unquote poor choice. So like, how do we take our power back? Do we apologize? Do we admit it? Do we make it better with ourselves and others? So we can kind of get rid of that crummy feeling and move forward with our lives. Mm, Because at the end of the day, we're human. You've got a pulse. So you've got to make choices. You've got to make choices. You're guaranteed to make some poor ones or ones that aren't perfectly aligned with you. But it's what you do with those moments that says way more about you than the choice itself. Yes, yes, yes. I'm loving this. I'm actually feeling so inspired to go and make some of those big choices now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to hear about them. And the thing is, is so much of life is full of choices that we don't even realize we're making. How we show up, how we respond to people, how we recharge, communicate, dress, how little or how much we share of ourselves, how we spend our time and money. These are all things we have autonomy over, all things we can own about who we are through the choices we make. Yeah. I'm, I'm officially obsessed with this. I think, <laughs> I think it's like important as well to realize just how much we're in control of. I think it feels so normal, especially when you're still in school, to feel like so much of your life is decided for you. I remember when mm. I was in high school just feeling like I had no control. Like it was my mom that pretty much decided everything, like how everything went. And I think I, I, and something I wish I'd known then that I have learned now is that we actually have this ability to step back from our situation and kind of look at it from above and realize that there's so much that we do get a say in 
And all of those things where we're the ones making decisions, where we're the ones making those choices, that's what shapes who we are. Mm, Absolutely. And it's so interesting because that can almost feel a little confronting in a way to realise and sort of feel empowered in all of those choices. So I feel like I know for me, sometimes there's this temptation to avoid the choice and to allow someone else or something else to make it for us. Yeah, that's great. And I guess there's like a reminder here as well, and I'm a reminder for myself here as well, that like not making a choice is still a choice. Like if you Mm. don't make a choice, you're still making a choice. So if I have an option and a choice that I've got to make and I do nothing, like that's me making my choice. It's a choice to give that power to something or someone else rather than like tapping into our autonomy and who we are and feeling empowered. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, that avoidance of making choices so often it comes from a place of trying to avoid risk right like because we don't want to make a bad choice or a poor choice or a wrong choice we'll avoid it to avoid that risk so instead we kind of sit in the back seat and let someone else steer for us because we'd rather not take that risk yeah and I think it's also important too. like I know we're using these like terms and like quote unquote like poor or bad or wrong choice like there are like I mean obviously so things like dangerous are going to hurt you but in terms of like poor choices like everything in life is just lessons you know mm-hmm. um, and all those choices are just lessons too and I think mm-hmm. the thing is like call it a blessing call it a curse all too often if we're not willing to like take the risk then we don't also get the reward or the potential reward and you know Amanda I feel like I want rewards in my life and this means that you've got to be willing to make the choice like we want the rewards we have to make the choice absolutely we all want the rewards so maybe let's take the power out of making these quote-unquote poor choices and just make the choice because the reward is always worth the risk at the end of the day. And it's not about whether it is a quote unquote poor or bad choice. I don't even know who decided what a poor and bad choice is in the first place. But it's it's always worth the reward that we might get. And it's about how we respond to that choice. Always. So like if we if we do make a choice, regardless of how it's perceived um, or received, I think it's just all about how we respond that matters. Mm. And I also think that like it's never going to be perfect, right? I mean, there's no such thing. You and I, we've spent like 15 years trying to get it right because that's what we learned in school. We wanted to do the right things by our parents, by our friends, by our family. But what we've learned in life is that it's less about getting it perfect and it's more about how we make and respond to our choices that really defines us. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. And I think like in saying all of this, it's fair to say that it is important to make choices. And they aren't always going to be easy choices, especially if we have an emotional attachment to the outcome. And I know that's me. Like I make all of my decisions, often heart decisions rather than head decisions. And I really struggle to disconnect like whatever the emotion is to it Mm. as well. And often that's because like I'm scared of that risk or that I'm scared of that failure. And maybe some of our listeners can resonate with that too. Like maybe if you're thinking about a choice you've got to make and you're worried about the outcome because you might fail or you might be worried about what other people might think of you 
I think if we just take it back and we dial it back to what we said way back at the beginning and we tap it back into our values and what is important to us, then it will be a simple choice. Mm, Absolutely. And using those feelings as guidance posts, what we know is that when we look at life through the lens of what's important to us, I mean, that lens is made up of so many things. And there's a reason that lens is unique to us. That lens incorporates all of our past experiences, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about the world around us. And so that's why some things are important to us that might not be important to our friends or to other people around us. So tuning in with how we feel about a choice is so crucial and it allows us to feel that empowerment, feel that autonomy um, and feel those nerves if it feels like there might be a potential risk involved in the choice, but it's worth it for the reward. Yeah, I feel that. And I think too, like it would be, it's really important before we finish up to just acknowledge that choice can be a huge privilege. And I think that we like, I mean, it's important to acknowledge that some people might feel like they don't have choice or they don't have the same choices as other people do. And it would be remiss of us not to acknowledge this somewhere. And we really do want to focus on the choices that we can make, not the ones that we can't. Mm, Absolutely. Amanda. Sky. This has been great. I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling like ready to go out there and make choices Mm -hmm. myself. Um, And I actually think it's actually been good to kind of just get this first episode out and into the world. I feel like we've been talking about it and we've had it in our heads for so, so long. Oh, I could not agree more. It is so lovely to be here and I can't wait to be with everyone again next week. And just remember that there is no one that can know what is right for you better than you do. And that is essentially our message from this episode, tuning into who we are, what's important to us and how we feel about different choices in our lives is such a beautiful and meaningful strategy for moving forward. Yes. And I think that kind of brings us to a close. So I guess listeners, uh, remember, make choices. Make good choices. Nah, just make choices. Yeah, so true. Make the choice. Take the chance. Choose your seat. It's your life. We'll see you next time on The Back Row. Bye. Bye.